Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, where you can win a really great prize. Have you heard about this? The My Talk app, $10,000 Pick Your Prize Contest. $10,000 Pick Your Prize Contest. It almost that. seems. Pick your prize contest. Pick your prize contest. Pick, pick, pick the prize. Uh, it's wild. You will be entered uh, for a chance to win our grand prize drawing. We give away winners at 820 and 520 each day. They walk away with 100 bucks and are entered for a chance to win a Sea Dew watercraft, a family trip to Disney World, a $10,000 Rosedale Center shopping spree, and a whole lot more. You can see a full list of the pick your prize options at mytalk1071.com. Just register on the app to yeah. win. If you yeah. don't have the app, download it, you idiot. Ooh, uh, Steve, sorry. too much. So, okay, and by sorry. the way, starting Monday, you can listen uh, two times a day and call in to win $100 if your name is called. 820 and 520. Everything you need to know is on the website. Sorry about Steve. I lost my cool. I now <laughs> will read... Um, I'll read a few of the lines. We we came back from break with Jennifer Lopez, Love Don't Cost a Thing. I'll just read a little bit from the second verse. When I took a chance, thought you'd understand, baby credit cards aren't romance. So you're trying to buy what's already yours. What I need from is not available in stores. Seen a side of you that I really feel, doing way too much, never keep it real. If it doesn't change, got to hit the road. Now I'm leaving, where's my keys? I've got to go. Okay. Well done. Thanks, man. Yeah. When you rolled up in the escalator. Wow. All right. Just when you read lyrics, it's just, you know, when you sing something, it sounds a lot. We should be singing more often, probably. It would help what we say to sound better. Okay. You want to? Sing, sing this whole segment, Steve. Yes, yes. Right. Oh, God. No, please don't. Intr- just as I said, I was. Come on, the Golden Globes. Um, so I, I was catching up on the Globes uh, this morning. Tina Fey was doing the monologue from Los, uh, excuse me, New York, and Amy Poehler was in Los Angeles. Kudos to the team there. They made it look really seamless how they were kind of right beside each other, and they played with the fact that they weren't really in the same place and then joked like they were. It was It was a cute little bit that they did. They're just so lovely to watch together. They just have a wonderful repartee. Here's a couple things that I found particularly enjoyable. Uh, they had a limited room of frontline workers that were there instead of any of the celebrities, and they poked a little fun at that. We are so grateful for the work that you do and that you're here so that the celebrities can stay safely at home. Yes, thank you so much. Now, we, we know that you've seen a lot of crazy stuff at your job this year, but you have not seen the kind of stuff that we've seen at previous Golden Globes. This front table right here usually houses the biggest stars in the world. It's usually like Meryl Streep, just hammered, can't even remember what movie she's there for. Brad Pitt's always waving at me like, Amy, Amy, and I'm like, dude, I'm working. It's like, not now. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey just writing her name all over the tablecloth in pen. Quentin Tarantino crawling under the tables, just touching people's feet. The point is, do whatever you want, because they do. That's Those right. bitches are messy. Yeah, they're messy. <laughs> it was very funny. I like that. They're so good. When they took a wide shot of the room with the frontline workers, it reveals how small the room is. Mm. There was something about less people being in it that just really showed you the true size of it. It is... Son of a beast. Fewer. <laughs> You're right. Fewer are things you can count. Less is there was less wind today. Fewer would be 
there were fewer wind gusts mm-hmm. today. Oh, I'm sure I drive you two just nuts. Countable things. Um, no. <laughs> no. 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 Our little no. cherub. Our little cherub. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. Our little baby buddy. When it's not COVID, buddy, we're going to end each show by giving you raspberries on your sides. Oh. Right, Donna? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> weirdo um okay so yeah, here was another by the way i was just saying all that like it was a small room so that you guys would say oh why steve have you been inside of that room okay oh, oh, yeah. room drop oh yeah it's fine yeah i've been there <laughs> um on. sorry about that oops that was a big one <laughs> that was a, <laughs> did you just drop? okay now here's another funny one because you know i have talked about the thing where uh, if i look at a movie and it says it's an hour and 40 minutes I'm like, oh, gosh, do I have an hour and 40 minutes in me? Flip side, if we start up the Cobra Kai, um, I can easily pound out four episodes and we're feeling good. They touched on that, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, because of the confusion that we all have of what are we watching? Is it TV? Is it a movie? We've been watching everything from home. I thought this was cute. We say around 90 because a couple of them might be ghosts, and it's rumored that the German member is just a sausage that somebody drew a little face on. That's the Hollywood film yes. press. At the Golden Globes, we give out awards for movies and TV, but, I mean, it's hard to tell them apart this year because movie theaters were closed and we watched everything on our phones. So you may be confused which nominees count as movies and which are considered TV. Now, TV is the one that I watch five hours straight, but a movie is the one that I don't turn on because it's two hours. <laughs> I don't want to be in front of my TV for two hours. I want to be in front of the TV for one hour five times. <laughs> I think the rule is if their fake teeth look real, that's a movie. And if their real teeth look fake, that's TV. If the British actors are playing British people, it's TV. If they're playing Americans, it's a movie. If you're like, Mario Lopez is surprisingly good in this, that's TV. (laughs) And if if it stars Matthew McConaughey as a poetic drifter, it's a car commercial. (laughs) We watch TV and movies differently. Like in movies, it's called human trafficking. But on TV, it's called 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's a play that has been turned into a movie, but you watch it on a TV, it's called the Pluvi. A Pluvi. And there are at least four of them nominated. They're so good together. Their chemistry is outstanding. And for not being in like next to each other. The timing was really great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they rehearsed many times. (laughs) That's really good. Hang on, we're getting some incredible entertainment reporting insight from Donna. Donna Valentine, sure that Polar and Faye rehearsed. Was not a first time winging it. Wasn't all, hang on, improv. Wow, that was good. Uh, Wasn't it just like off the cuff, you know? (laughs) I'm sure they rehearsed it. Thanks, Mom. It's just, you know, I to be that good, you have to have like a... You know, a special chemistry to begin with. I think. Oh, for sure. Kind of like this show. Yeah. <laughs> You're nine to noon. Yeah. Uh, you guys are silly. Grant, we don't even know if we can trust you yet. Oh, okay. Because you're doing too many other shows. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you work across the hall, which is a real problem. <laughs> right? We but don't know where your loyalty is yet. It's with you guys. I'm here permanently. As From what I know, I am here with you guys. And then when they need me, I'm there. But I'm Sounds with you like guys first. a little on-air negotiation right there. Right? <laughs> I'm here permanently. Well, you were talking about what, Money Monday? We got a little uh, yeah. negotiations coming How up. How to right? negotiate a better salary is coming up today at 1130. Can we listen to Chadwick Boseman's widow 
to close out this segment? Yeah, I got that. I just thought it was very lovely. He would thank God. He would thank his parents. He would thank his ancestors for their guidance and their sacrifices. He would say something beautiful, something inspiring, something that would amplify that little voice inside of all of us that tells you you can, that tells you to keep going. And I don't have his words, but we have to take all the moments to celebrate those we love. So thank you for this opportunity to do exactly that. And hun, you keep them coming. Oh, so really sad. And really sad. Wow. Such a big loss. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Don't go. We still have more show to do. Well, how about oh. this? When we come back, um, we'll squeeze in a study. We'll dabble in the world of social media, perhaps, uh, yet again. I want to tell you quickly, though, about uh, WandaVision, the latest episode of WandaVision that came out on Friday. And then I'll do a check-in with my buddy Donna to see if she started WandaVision. Mm. Oh, mm. that. When we come back, it is the Donna and Steve show on my talk. Hey, Donna. Hey, what, Steve? I would like to talk with you about my underwear now. <sighs> all right, fine. You have to sit No eye contact. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, of course. Right, okay, right. I'm looking in the other direction. Here's the deal. The Chill Boys underwear that I'm wearing now, the boxer briefs that are made of bamboo, panda approved, are so stinking comfortable. And I know that you have some too. And go ahead, preach about it. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm wearing the bamboo boxers. Yes. And they're cool. I mean, mm-hmm. like physically, temperature-wise, they're cool. Isn't it wild? You notice it. When you put it on your leg, you feel the coolness of the fabric, which is crazy to me. Without a doubt. They're also really soft. They're breathable. I know for you, they've got anti-chafing, mm. which is a great thing. Women uh-huh. love them too. You might not give them back to your guy if you buy them for him. That's the truth for women. They can just be like comfy around the house shorts or jammy shorts. And dudes, I'm telling you, I am telling you, you will try them on once. They will be the most comfortable pair of boxers or boxer briefs that you've ever put on. If you want more information, you want to order, you can easily go to chillboys.com. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Yeah! Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. I'm it. Hey, how are you supposed to come back from break? I didn't go to radio school, Donna. You're, you're, I love, you're it. I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Isn't that the stupidest thing? Hey, you're, tag? Right. you're it. You're it. I'm, I'm it. it. You're it. <laughs> Not it. No taxis. <laughs> no tag bags. Oh my God, Mom. No, you said no tag. This, for the record, oh, is just, this is you not, know, not good. It reminds me of my life, of which I'm deeply grateful for. But I would be a liar if I said all of the good moments weren't invariably stopped by crying at some point. Someone falls off of something at some point, and it just goes, it's just really, there are tears. Every day there are tears in the house, and moments of of deep, not peace. How's a dog? Thanks for asking. I got a dog. Both of your dogs. Both of your dogs got their their boys removed. Yeah. It's about time. Wiener amputation, nothing. No, down there. that's not true. Um, no, he does still have a wiener because he just peed on his little onesie. My oh, dog got neutered oh, oh. on Friday and has been very, very mellow. Good. Which but- is good because he is a very energetic dog. Um, they have given us sedatives. 
to help the dog stay calm so that they don't start running around. He's that been, may be why he's really mellow, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yes, for okay. sure. But even when the even when the um, sedative wears off, like if we, you know, because you can get a, give it every eight hours if you want to, even when it passes that, he is just really chill, not as food motivated. He seems like a guy who's coming out of uh, uh, surgery. How about your dog? It's got to be much worse because he had uh, elephant testicles. <laughs> Um, we're, we're not seeing much of a turn yet. We're, you know, we're, you know, we're giving some sort of sedatives to keep him calm, but he's so big, it doesn't do much. But I mean, uh, you're not seeing much of a turn. Is he humping things still? He never really humped much. Oh. It's, it was more of a, just being like, he's not, not, not an aggressor, but he's just like, a, he wants to always control situations. So he was got a lot of testosterone going in his situation. Oh. So yeah. it, it take, could take like a month, they say, right? Yeah. For that to kind of get out yeah. of him. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. We may, we're hoping to see some changes. Nothing yet, but uh, it's been about tomorrow will be a week. What's so. it? So what's it look like down there? The whole, well, cause he also got for bigger dogs. I think they, what's called tuck their stomach or they staple their stomach so because with bigger dogs their stomachs tend to swirl and move and then it can cause oh, obstructions or b- bad yeah things. so so we did a the you know we neutered him and we also did the tummy not tuck i'm not you sure got a lap band surgery is what it sounds like yeah and so his whole it's, it's crazy half of his body is completely shaved underneath and he's so he's got like a fade going on you know like a <laughs> hipster fade going oh, on <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they shaved one random little part, so my dog has one of his paws is kind of like a Clydesdale or a poodle because they just shaved it to put the IV in, I guess. So right on like the leg part of one of his paws is just bald. Hmm. Okay. Good talk, guys. And he has a onesie, by the way. We're doing the onesie, not the Oh, cone. good. Okay, that's good. But he just peed all over the onesie, and it's the only thing that we have. So mm-hmm. my wife said, what should we do? And Diaper. I said, let it dry. <laughs> I think is our only option. No. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this— all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It'll dry. Put a cone on them while you we wash that. We don't have a that. cone. Steve, we opted yes, for the onesie instead of the cone. It'll dry, but what if you start sitting on other areas of your home? You're going to have those, Donna. that stinky winky. You're kidding, uh, right? I No, I'm not kidding. Oh, you need to. No, my whole place is probably in some way, shape, or form littered with urine and feces. 
I have four kids and a dog. Mm-hmm. I am not. If you're looking to come to hang out at the cleanest friend's house, swing by mine last. <laughs> it's just, I'm sure there's stuff everywhere. You know we'll walk in there, Donna, and it'll be just immaculate. Oh, totally. It's, it's be like, like it was like ripped out of a magazine, you know, <laughs> like mod- modern architecture or something. No, that Battery is not barn. true at all. It looks so, I, I mean, I love our home, but it does not look put together off. In fact, I was taken aback by this, and it was motivating to me. Uh, Twin Cities Live reporter Kelly Hansen, she, I, I was talking to her, and I said, you know, like when you see people's homes on Instagram, from sites like Modern Living or Modern Farmhouse, like if you follow a trend, they'll show you this beautiful living room, and it's obviously spotless, and then there's a blanket delicately thrown, draped over the corner of a yep. chair. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her, and I said, like, that, whatever, like, that doesn't happen. People are walking. You need to move it when you sit down. And then she surprised me, and I don't think she would mind me telling him. I hope not, because I'm doing it anyway. She said, oh, I do that every night to my living room. And it was a, how she resets her living room before she goes to bed. Mm. She makes sure that it's all clean, and then it really doesn't take much time. It takes about a minute, and then you fold a couple of blankets, drape them over the chair. And then when you come down, you you didn't take a lot of time to do it, and you're greeted with a clean, aesthetically pleasing living room. So uh, let us all I love let it. us all be inspired that by Kelly a- Hansen, who texts me now. That's awesome. What does she say? I'm listening. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch her at Twin Cities yeah. Live weekdays. At She's three. right though. That is the way to do it for sure. I was just you remember that habits book I was talking to you about, Donna? The yes. um, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, and I, I just finished that last week. It's it's good. He was talking about that too. Just the art of anytime you leave a room, mm-hmm. just make sure that it's at a baseline again. Yeah. And then you never have a big mess to clean That's up. That's a great tip. It I I know, woe is me. But I just think that the kids really cause a problem because the little one, Dev, is like a tornado. He came out into the living room last night <laughs> holding toilet paper that was still connected to the bathroom. Yes. Uh. And he was just like bringing it out. Just, hey, I'm here. It's connected. If you want to untether me, great. If not, I'm going to go to the kitchen. He reminds me of um, Maggie from The Simpsons. <laughs> like, I just picture him sucking on a pacifier, yes, you know, yes, and just like pass, creating yeah. chaos everywhere he Finding goes. Finding a box of Kleenex and just... <laughs> My sister got him Kleenex for his birthday grant. Yes. For his one-year birthday, just got him, and then he just went through tissue, 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 <laughs> tissue. But he's like a wrecking ball, an absolute, he's like an F1 tornado that just comes through and knocks everything everywhere. Everything in our house is locked. If I had a nickel for every time, I swore because there was a friggin' child lock on one of the drawers again, and they're Alcatraz style. They're, but they have to be, or else he will get into all of it. So busy. I have that mm. problem with my dogs because they're that big. I have to literally childproof like oh, my really? cabinets yes, right. because my dogs are so big. They'll open them up. No yep. problem. Yep. No oh, problem. Gosh. They're I'm like counter level. Oh, his you know? dogs are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're big. They are much more pony than they are dog. I would agree with that. They'd have more in common with other ponies than They're dogs. like almost a donkey. Yeah. Donkey. <laughs> Donkey. Yeah. Her donkey's as funny. All right, all right. You say things now. Um, I watched the new episode of WandaVision. <laughs> There's only one more to come, guys. Is it good? And, and it, it's, it's really good. It's just so intriguing. It is really a one-off show in that I've just never seen anything like it. But this time, episode seven or I think it was episode eight. And we have nine episodes, I do believe. Yes. Um, episode eight was good in that we started to understand finally 
a little bit more as to why are we going through television history as we tell this story? Mm. Why do we go from decade to decade to decade? And so Wanda travels back in time um, to look at her life, sort of like a ghost of Christmas past experience. Sure. And you start to piece a little bit of that puzzle together. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what is going to happen in the final episode of season one of WandaVision, but it comes out on Friday, so still time to binge to be all caught up for this Friday's final episode. Okay. Money Monday is coming up next. Feel like you don't make enough at your job? I'm going to help you with that. How to negotiate a better salary next on my time. You know, these days it can feel like we're stuck in our houses and looking for a safe escape. Well, good news. The Y is open and safer than ever. They have a helpful tool on their site that tells you how busy each location is, and they do extensive cleaning throughout the day. Plus, you can take virtual Y fitness classes wherever you like. And you can earn a free month if you join by March 18th. Go to ymcanorth.org. All right, welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve show. Come on now. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. With Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so. Money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Hi, everyone. Hey, Steve. It's Steve from TV and radio, as it were. What do you want me to do? Huh? <laughs> uh, so proud to be broadcasting alongside Donna Valentine. I am Grant, is pushing buttons, and it's time for arguably the most important segment of the week. Because, Donna, and that is no disrespect to any of your segments, you understand this. Yes. It's because this is the only one that is going to make you money. Right? Yes. <laughs> she went from a yes to a yeah. Will she just do you next time? <laughs> All right, Don, are you ready? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, great. Um, so I saw the Lux Strategist, brand new website, never been to before, called the Lux Strategist, and they had a headline this morning that read like this: "Negotiate your salary, please. You owe it." To yourself. Now, let me give the caveat. I understand what we're all going through right now, what happened to the economy, how tumultuous 2020 was. Uh, but there are many sectors that did really well. So it's not like we're in a full blown depression situation where it's just take anything you can get and that's it. There are sectors that are doing great right now, and there are others that are really struggling. So where are those both? But let's cast our vision to, let's say, 2022, when the world is normal again. And this whole article talks about the importance of negotiating and why you have to have to negotiate always for more money, especially when you get a job offer. It turns out that many, many people, according to this, uh, don't end up doing just that. Part of their argument here is this. A 10-minute conversation about more money could end up yielding you thousands of dollars over the years. And they argue that besides investing your money, is there an easier way to get exponential results with very little effort than just negotiating more money for yourself? Hmm. Now, this is the great discomfort, right? So many people don't want to do it. They say, uh, according to this article, more than half of us don't negotiate our initial job offers. So HR person says, we're happy to offer you the position of X at Y salary. 
And more than 50% of people say, I accept. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What is the start date? Whereas that is this beautiful moment of, mm, some, to some extent, it's leverage. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's your only opportunity to really do it. Because then if you take the job at Y salary, and then six months later you try to negotiate a raise, you're coming at it with there's less of an open ear on the other end mm. of the table. You get the biggest open ear upon entering the new position because that's when they're trying to win you to their organization. So it's always important to negotiate. If you Now, we are a little bit different in that we work on contracts, so you're like negotiating for a new job every couple of years or whatever right. it's structured like. Right. But in many jobs, people are going from one company to another company, and then they're just hired as an employee, not with any sort of start date and end date in mind, you know? Yeah. So... They do say this. You do not have to be a born negotiator. The person who writes this article on The Luck Strategist says, I am extremely soft-spoken. I hate doing presentations at work. Yet 99% of the time that I've asked for more money, I have gotten it. Mm. So she gives a few um, examples as well. For instance, uh, her initial offer at job one was $25 an hour. What she asked for then was $30 an hour. And what did she receive? $27 an hour. Yeah. It's a $3,900 difference. And she says, look, I'm not a master negotiator. This is just simple negotiating that you can do, but it pays off. So that's a $3,900 difference over the span of a year. In one conversation, in one sentence that you get that. But many people, more than half, feel so uncomfortable asking for more money that they leave that $3,900 on the table. Next job offer she got was for uh, $63,000. She asked for 70, she got 67. We see this kind of thing happening with her. She got a job offer for 75K, asked for 85K, landed at 8,000. And then she tallies Wait, it up. 80,000? Yes, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. 80,000. Yeah, okay. she, didn't, she didn't go down to 8,000. Mm -hmm. uh, then, <laughs> then she went down to 80,000. I was gonna go, so, this woman doesn't know what she's talking an about. Idiot. Okay. Uh, so one time it was a $3,900 difference. The next time it was a $7,000 difference. The next time it was a $5,000 difference, rather. I'm good with my numbers today. Point being, one sentence or one email or one phone call, being uncomfortable, commit 10 minutes to being uncomfortable to reap you all of these benefits down the line. She also said vacation days. At one point, um, she was getting 12 vacation days was her offer. She asked for 20 ended up getting 18. Those extra days that she got from the initial 12 up to the 18 has allowed her to travel the world. Had she not asked for it, she wouldn't have gotten it. And it would have likely been because your starting point at your right. job is much more difficult. So to say, oh, double my vacation is trickier. But if you were offered 12, went to 18, it's not that much of an ask a year or two later when you say, can I have 20 days? You know what I mean? Sure. And so now... She is arguing put all of this, this extra money that comes from a simple conversation could then be put just into extra investing, extra savings. Sure. It was money you didn't even expect to get. You got it now. Be smart with it. Um, and she was talking about how she realized one of, one of the things is that you can have the same job as your coworker and have different salaries. She was in her boss's office uh, and she looked over and saw a paper. And it had her name on it with her salary written underneath. Mm -hmm. And then next to her name were her two co-workers and their salaries. Mm. She saw that her co-workers were getting paid $55,000. She saw that she was getting paid $73,000. Mm. 
Mm. Previously, she had realized that she was making a few thousand dollars less than Jill, who was sitting right next door to her doing the same exact thing. But guess what? Jill asked for more money. This woman asked for more money. And over time, that compounds because each time you go from one job to another, you're, they know that they're trying to lure away, let's use this uh, example here, a $73,000 employee. We're well, not going to lure them away with 73000 So you have to go up more, right? So then sure. they're going to offer you eighty, and you're going to say, you know what, I was thinking ninety, and then you're going to meet at eighty-five, And now you're 10000 ahead of where you were at the other job. Compound that. If you stay there for five years, you got $50,000 in extra change. Right? Steve, that was so good. You got to do it. it but, it, you know, it's also easier said than done. You know, when you're in that moment, you're like, Ugh. I like hate saying numbers. Yeah. So I always write it on a piece of paper and just pass it back and go, mm, what about that? Well, you know, here's what she says. <laughs> oh, like the, Tony Soprano's style. Totally. Slide. What, are you buying a car? Table. Yeah, here's what I thought to my boss. Here's what we could do. They it's say exactly negotiating makes you look good. Remember that. She wrote this, if I was a hiring manager, this article about negotiating better, if I was a hiring manager and didn't, uh, a candidate did not negotiate their pay, I would then question whether they would act in the company's best interest when dealing with vendors. If they don't advocate for themselves, will they advocate for the company? Will they be trying to structure the best deal for the company? In any offer that an employer Brings you now. They might even tell you that it's true, but I think nine times out of ten, no one believes that that first offer is the best offer. Right. 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 I mean, they start somewhere, just like you start somewhere. You know, you're not going to get to where you want to go. They know that you're not going to accept what they're offering, and then you're going to end up meeting somewhere in the middle. I always call those kind of things momentary discomfort. Some days when there's like a a frog I have to swallow, so to speak, where I just know there's like an uncomfortable task or a conversation or whatever, because I like really hate conflict. I always say momentary discomfort. Just do, if you do 10 minutes, lean into this for 10 minutes, it'll feel good for days, weeks, months, whatever. But you just have to like embrace, just go through 10 minutes. Sometimes I'll look at a clock too. And if I know there's an uncomfortable conversation coming up or something like that, I'll say, okay, in it's twelve thirty by one p.m. today. This is all behind me. Think yeah, of how fast thirty yeah. minutes goes by. So just look by one o'clock. Everything is normal. That's great. I know. You gotta negotiate with yourself. <laughs> she brings it back to negotiating. Uh, <laughs> oh. Grant, how do fun. you feel in your experience? You've worked in different arenas. When it comes down to a time when somebody says, "All right, we'd like to hire you," and blank is the offer. I always ask. Um, my dad always said, "You'll never get anything if you don't ask for it." So I've always been one to ask because what's the worst thing they're going to say? No. Yeah. yeah. You know? well, exactly. Why not ask for a million dollars? I think I've done that before. I'm like, <laughs> let's start at a million. How do you feel? How yes. do you feel? <laughs> and then you know it goes from there obviously it's like how about twenty thousand? you know what i've done before <laughs> earlier in my career is um when i wanted my salary to advance quicker than it typically would when finally we met an agreed upon rate for my services then we worked in a couple of handshake deals a good faith renegotiation in six months yeah or in one year and then it, instead of a standard, here's the annual raise, you say, no, like, let's go outside Ooh. of that. And in six months, let's agree to just meet again. We will, By that point, we'll both have a better understanding of what kind of value I bring. And then we can renegotiate. But in the meantime, I'll give the reprieve and compromise and, and go with this suggested rate. Like it. I would love to be an agent for other people. 
It'd be fun. Yes. It's it, oh, and it's always so much easier when you have someone negotiating for you. Yeah. Than doing it yourself, like an like an agent or or a lawyer, or whatever. Yeah. Because then they could play bad guy. Yeah. Right. You know, like oh, she's not going to take that. <laughs> totally. Are you kidding? She's done this, this, and that, and this. Then why would she do that? Yeah. If I would never say that. If I got if I got someone negotiating for me, I'm doing all right. Right. That's true. You know, like right. I think if someone's negotiating for You're me, paying that person, I'm yeah. going to be all right. Yeah. But that's why, Steve, I might be calling you someday. So say how much don't 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 say too much that you want to be someone's agent. I might have to get some advice from you someday. Well, you know what? I actually I have an agent on the television side of my career and have for um, a number of years now. And I did that um, well for a variety of reasons. But one was I had realized that talking numbers with a direct supervisor ended up souring the relationship because then it's tough when they don't give you to not harbor some ah. sort of frustration. Yes. Good yes. So over there, I never talk with the person who controls my salary. We never have conversations about it. I don't. And so, and it just keeps it nice and easy. And it's nice because on the radio side, it's enough levels away from me where it's not a daily interaction with the person. So even if you don't get what you want, if you do get what you want, you're not, you know, having that face to face with them every right. day. Right. So. It's like skipping the middleman, too. Yes. Right. I love it, Steve. You're a smart man. <laughs> I'm drinking ginger ale. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Do, do you like ginger ale? Um, it's zero sugar. I want you guys to know that we are going to get into a Facebook question after the break. And it's funny because I watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix and got to see a lot of the big wigs that work there. Um, and many of them have called me today because of what has happened to the Facebook <laughs> server right, because of the question. The All question right. is, the weather outside this weekend had me feeling like blank. blank. And then, do not look at this yet, okay? Oh, okay. I linked it up already at mytalk1071.com. You have got to see this woman's impression of Jim Carrey. It is to die for. That also coming up next. Hey, final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Before we get to our Facebook responses, I would like for everyone. Oh, no. There's so many of them. Oh, really? Okay. So there is this woman who not only looks just like Jim Carrey, she has got his his comedy down the impression of him do you want to hear a little bit i would love to um grant will play it but if you want to look at her um, yeah just have it queued up to play right along with him all right here we go it's kind of like a simulkin oh righty then those are two different movies but you know you do what you can you do what you can <laughs> do not go in there Oops. Here goes a sped. I fell too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes at the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. <laughs> I am a A lot of people are saying that Jim Carrey is not my father. <laughs> I am his daughter. If I wasn't his daughter, could I do this? Bumblebee tuna. Who <laughs> is it her? <laughs> okay. All right, fine. I'm not Jim Carrey's daughter. I'm his son. <laughs> oh, righty then. 
<laughs> okay, so just listening to it on the radio, you're not getting the gist. Yeah, you do need to see it, and it actually gets better as the video goes on, too, where you just start leaning <laughs> more and more. She's got, like, his mannerisms down. She's got the same mouth. Yes, um, same mouth. just a riot. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's yeah, funny. I thought you didn't show That's that. funny. Thank you for the laughs. Oh, sure. You're welcome. And now, <sighs> Facebook. Man. I picked a good one today. The Facebook question is, the weather this weekend had me feeling like blank. So it's a fill-in-the-blank question. Butter. Had me feeling like butter. 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 Survey says, all right. Fine. Uh, Jessica says, this weekend weather had me feeling like buying the pergola, the playset, and the new patio furniture, so we're ready to enjoy the warm weather when it stays. Hmm. Christina said she was feeling like a sun goddess. She was on the beach in Florida, by the way. Carrie Ann, talking my language. I feel like uh, it had me feeling like ADHD without meds. (laughs) That's true. 40 degrees on Saturday, 7 inches of snow on Sunday. (laughs) Boy, we did get some snow last night, too. Quite a lot. Like, I mean, relatively speaking. But I saw the driveway. It was all it was all asphalt. It was and like, then I woke up this morning, I was like, what? It was just typical Minnesota, like you guys said. You know, it was 50 and sunny on Saturday. Then Sunday morning, we wake up to some really slushy snow. Beautiful again Sunday afternoon. And then we wake up again Monday morning More to some snow. snow. Yeah, just, I know. Well, Tracy, she said this weekend weather had me feeling like spring is just around the corner and that it's time to slowly start rotating out that closet. To which Amy, listener Amy, said, Tracy, be careful. False spring will get you every time. Yes, it's so true. It is. You know, I started sort of feeling sad. The weekend weather had me feeling a little sad because I thought, I think... The pond, I don't think we can skate on it anymore. Oh, really? You're fine right now. You're fine. Are we? I don't know how this works. I was driving on the ice on Sunday, getting my ice house off, so you're fine. It's it's still fine. Wow, you were driving. Yeah. Sunday was the last day that you could have your ice houses overnight on lakes in Minnesota. So, oh, really? Already? Yep. Jeez. yep. They've already, that's the big, yeah, that means it's spring. When they start telling you to take them off, it's definitely getting close. And they do that based on the weather. It's not a set date each year, correct? Yes, it's all based on how they think the trend is going to happen and where the weather has been and where they think it's going to go, absolutely. Yeah, I was wondering if we could still go out, and I don't know how you determine that. I know I've driven past ponds before when it seems rather warm outside, and I'll still see a hockey net out there, to which I then start to wonder, how do they... How do they know? When do they do it? Do they buy a new net each year? If they drain this pond, are there nine nets at the bottom of this pond or not? This is what happens to my brain on the weekend. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Anna said she felt like there was hope. Pat Mahoney was having spring fever. Deb got cocky and said, I'm so ready for summer. Cool it, Deb. <laughs> Taylor says, I'm still using the treadmill. It remains cold and wet out there. No time to run outside. Mm. Did you get outside at all on Saturday? I spent so much of that day just indoors. I was inside most of the day. You know? Yeah. Well, I was smoking ribs. Thanks for asking. I Uh, assumed. It was a very non-eventful thing. You know, here's here's a great thing is when you get a good recipe that you just know, it's it's then such a non-event. When I'm trying new meats on the smoker, I'm out there, I'm attending to it, I'm wondering about it, I'm watching videos. Ribs is was the first thing that I figured out 
and it's easy. It's six hours. There's a very simple process, something you do at three hours, something you do two hours later, and then you eat them. It's really great. They were great. They were great. All right. Tony Bolonovich here. People call me the king of cold cuts. I just love the way he chops up his language. You know, people call me the, you know, it's just like every word has an ending. Like he recorded each of them individually yes. in a studio. Let's hear Tony Bologna one more time. Tony Bologna here. People call me the king of cold cuts. King of cold cuts. <laughs> oh, I do like cold cuts. Yeah, I could go for a cold cut. But I'm fat in my stomach. Guess so what I'm I not. did. What? Even though I'm fat in the stomach, too. Um, I had Chipotle. Ooh, I had Qdoba. Tell me everything. Uh, yeah, I had it delivered. <laughs> I had Qdoba delivered. What did you, what did you order, Donna? A burrito bowl. Okay, white rice or brown rice? Brown rice. Oh, damn it. Uh, Corn right, and salsa. It all up. And what? You screwed it all up. What? The brown rice. Brown rice despite its marketing efforts, is just so sucky. They have cauliflower rice now, too, I think. What? Oh, I wish I knew that. Uh, So that was good. That was a pivotal moment in my life. Did you get uh, what kind of salsas? Mild, medium corn? Oh, mild. and Oh, no, I got corn. Oh, great. The corn salsas. Love it. Get any sour cream? Uh, Yeah, I used my own. Okay. Did you get any cheese? Shredded cheese? A little bit of cheese. Probably used your own, too. No, I didn't. You would, you're the only person I was at a friend's house. Who would take... use their own for. Yeah, why would... Like, that's the beauty of going out and having it delivered. You don't have to worry about any of that. I don't know why, okay? <laughs> I was at someone's uh, house. Okay, all right. We're proud of you, is what Grant and I meant yes. to say. Yes, thank you. Big it's moves. really great. Thanks, guys. We'll yeah. see you back here tomorrow, same time? Probably. Not right. <laughs> Colleen and Bradley are coming in next, you guys. So oh, keep fine. listening. Oh, great. Mm, bye. Yeah, okay, bye, guys. You're my everybody, boo. Okay.